look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back here with David Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Uh, the top of the hour segment one, we talked a little bit about the structure of a pension plan. Okay, and we challenged everybody to go run off that could and get their <laughs> uh, get their statements because we want to talk a little bit about the Canada pension plan as a, as an example yeah. of um, of pension plan positioning. We like the CPP because it's the biggest one in Canada, but it's also Canadian, right? And it will, I think, uh, bring to light some differences in the way uh, the Canada pension plan is investing relative to most what most Canadians are doing. So I know we've got uh, call it nine minutes or so, but. We're going to look at the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board's June 30th, 2017 uh, report. Okay, this is their consol- condensed interim consolidated financial statement. Now, right, Dave. Why do, why do we even have this in our hands? First of all, well, I mean, we, we're constantly looking at what uh, what money what pension plans are doing to try to generate the rate of return required to supply their pensioners the income that they need in perpetuity. That's that's what a pension exists to do. Perfect. Right. Uh, that's what we exist to do. That's right. Pensionize people's wealth uh, to make sure that it can support the lifestyle that they want in perpetuity. So a lot of similarities. So why do we look at it? It's not just Canada Pension Plan, but I looked at, you know, we've got reports on the, on the top pension plans worldwide. What are the trends? What are we seeing? Where are the money flows going? And why are they doing it? Okay? Very important. I saw an interesting report not too long ago, and I might not be totally accurate in terms of the numbers, but I'll be close in terms of the trend. If you look over the past... Uh, 20 years, was it? 20 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. What's required from a risk perspective to earn a 7.5% rate of return? 20 years ago, you could have done that with an all-bond portfolio with a standard deviation in and around 6%. So 6% volatility to get 7.5% rate of return. Fast forward 20 years in today's environment, you have uh, got a largely equity-based portfolio, only about 12% in bonds. Uh, to get that 7.5% projected return, and you're taking three times the level of risk. So you have to be comfortable taking a negative 21% yeah. just to get try to get 7.5%. Right. So that's what's, I mean, that's the math behind what's taken place over the past 20 years yep. as our economic environment and monetary policy has changed. Now, we're not alone in this. The good news is everybody's in this. And the Canada Pension Plan and other pension plans worldwide are in the same environment. So there's two different groups. One group will say, I'm not comfortable taking that 21% right. negative. Another group will say, yeah, we'll just write it out or we'll be okay with that volatility. The problem with that volatility is the recovery rate, which means how much, how much time does it take to break even back in? So if you lose money, 21%, and the return on the portfolio is earning, let's say, 5%, that could take five years or just to yeah. recover yeah. and break even. Yep. When you're in retirement, you may not have five years to wait or 10 years to wait right. to to recover because you're drawing on that money as well. Yeah. So you have a finite amount of time that you have to draw on and a finite amount of time that you have to recover in. So yep. the volatility we call standard deviation needs to be as small as possible with the highest amount of gain. Yeah. The other thing I'm going to say before we get into the analysis of the portfolio is a Canada pension plan has a much longer time horizon than you and I do. Right? Correct. They also have a, a, a lower sensitivity to volatility than you and I do um, because they've got new money coming in. Yours right. is a closed pension plan, people. Uh, the CPP is getting new money all the time. So there's some additional sensitivities that you and I have as individuals that we have to be cognizant of. Okay. 
So most Canadian investors that we see a portfolio, yep, uh, would it be a fair comment to say most portfolios are overweight Canada? Oh yeah, here in Canada, there's a home bias, right? For and sure, there, there generally is, right? For Whatever sure. country you're in, there tends to yep. be a home bias. Okay, yep. very so, rarely do we see a portfolio that has a underweight or under um, amount of money in Canada versus outside of Canada. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, interesting. So on that particular point. The CPP is a Canadian pension supporting Canadian pensioners. Are they underweight or overweight? Canada. Canadian stock. <laughs> so I'm looking at the report right now of the entire $326 billion that is in the CPP. In Canada, they invest just shy of $11 billion. Oh, but I think you're including private equity. In private. It's still in Canada. Right. Still in Canada. Well, let's just put that as a okay. geographical location. So $11 start. billion of $325 billion. Let's talk about stocks in Canada. Okay. Is six point seven billion dollars of three hundred and twenty-five billion. So let's call it two percent for an easy number. Okay. Okay. So there's not a home home court bias here. No. So there's <laughs> so the question first comes up: Why the difference? Right. Is it because they've got a longer period in time? Right. Is it because they may be able to take on more volatility? And then is the assumption that if you stay at home in Canada is less volatility than if you went abroad? Right. So that's the first thing you got to think about. Good question. Okay, let's talk about, um, well, so if the money is not invested in Canada, it's it must be, somewhere be invested else. somewhere else. So what about their foreign ownership? Yeah, so there's two different types of foreign ownership. There's developed markets and emerging markets. Right. So let's start off with developed markets, and I'm talking about just stocks. So we're th talking yeah. mainly Western Europe. Uh, we'll talk about Japan, yeah. and we'll talk about the United States. Okay. So that's your, that's your developed nations. Yeah. One-third, approximately, of the entire um, CPP is in those investments. Right. One third. One third. There is more money in emerging markets in the Canadian pension plan than there is in Canada. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. So very interesting on how they put that together. Okay. And then their their bonds, their fixed income is about 25%. Yep. So they are 75% outside of the bond market. Right. And they're uh, they're twenty five percent in the bond market. Right. There is a one one line item that people have to really like kind of squint to see on this. About nineteen billion of the three hundred and twenty six billion is an investment called alter, absolute return strategy. Yeah, absolute returns. That's that means you want to try to be able to make a positive return regardless of stock market direction or even bond market direction for that. Matter. As long as that investment does not have the same volatility metrics right. as the stock market. Right. So. That is missing in almost everybody's portfolio that we see yep. when they look for a second opinion. You know what else they're missing out on? Well, Infrastructure, I, real assets, and private companies. So let, let's, let's group these things together. Okay? Let's call and them alternatives. Let's call them alternatives. Uh, we talk about this a lot and have for a while, right? One of the trends we saw when we compared just year over year is the Canada Pension Plan, but this would be similar for many pension plans, a trend to increase their exposure to alternative investments. And alternative investments would very simply be defined uh, at a high level as things other than traditional stocks, bonds, and cash, right? So an absolute return strategy, a hedging strategy like that would be an alternative. Infrastructure, private companies, right? Yeah. Both domestically and foreign. These are all alternatives, typically either not represented in the average Canadian's portfolio or certainly underrepresented. Just about 50% of the Canadian pension plan is in alternative investments. Right. Um, and that tells you, and if 25% in bonds, that tells you how much they're really putting in the stock market. That's right. They don't have that much conviction right. in the stock market to produce the returns that are required to meet 
the income needs of the pensioners. At the risk level they're prepared to take. Correct. So then we go back to your task for every listener to go and check out your own statement. Fascinating exercise. Look at everybody's portfolio. And in fact, challenge us. Look at our portfolio and what we recommend on our growth bucket and how it differs and why we put those in there. This is the similar approach. If you do not have a good composite of these types of investments, alternatives and non-alternative investments, then you need to ask the question why. What expertise does the people who are providing you with this information have beyond the expertise that are available in the, to pension plans or institutional money managers? Yeah, and it's just a good conversation. So we challenge everybody, and we have for a very long time, Faisal, since we've started doing the show, is ask the question why. Understand your strategy and the methodology behind what you're doing. And then if you're going to make a strategy change, like in a market like this, if you were a balanced investor and you're deciding to switch that strategy to go all equity, Right? That's a strategy shift, not a tactical shift. You need to be cognizant of why you're doing that. That can't be an unconscious drift into equities because emotionally I feel I'm missing out. It has to be a conscious choice and understanding the downside risk. So these are all fascinating questions. Start asking the questions why. Yeah, excellent. Okay, we've got our, uh, we've got our seminar coming up. Why don't we remind everybody of that? And we'll talk about the why yeah. on February 27th, 7 p.m., at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer, you need to preserve your seats. Give us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website at morethanmoneyradio.com. After the break, we're going to finish up our series on divorce, talking about fi- finances and taxes. Tune in on that. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. David Popowich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popowich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. 